Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. On this week's episode, we hear from Chris O'Connell, a leadership coach and non-exec director who built and exited a 25 million pound recruitment business. However, this is nowhere near even half the story. I was alerted to Chris by something he recently posted on LinkedIn regarding the effect that being a business owner with a significant growth business had had on his life and his well-being, as well as the renewed perspective he had gained since exiting his business and making some important decisions about his personal values and taking his mental health seriously. It was an incredibly honest and courageous post, and you'll hear it word for word at the beginning of our conversation. And just so you can understand the impact that that post has had, I can tell you that it's received more than 20 million views, which says it all about the significance of Chris's message. One of the main purposes of this podcast is to hear about other people's entrepreneurial journeys, both the highs and the lows. Because whether you're already a successful business owner or someone who's just starting out on your journey, I think it's really important to learn about the routes that others have taken to get where they are and the effects, both positive and negative, that being an entrepreneur can have on your life. These stories will also hopefully give you some suggestions about the emotional tools that one can develop and embrace to ensure your ambition is balanced and that your success is not just material, but deeply meaningful and all-encompassing. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Evolved to Succeed podcast. Warren, thank you for having me on. Absolutely delighted. It's great to have you on the uh, podcast. And I think there's so many interesting avenues of conversations we could go on during the course of this um, podcast. But actually, how I came across you, Chris, and one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast was a recent LinkedIn post that you yes. put up. Um, and it's a really simple post. It shows two different photos of you, and it reads, if you don't mind, uh, on the left, I was CEO of a £25 million business, but I was unhappy. I overworked, underslept, going through a divorce. I hated my life, and my body showed it. On the right is me now, running a small outfit, working my hours around my kids, happy, healthy, divorced, and loving life. What a difference a few years and some self-love can make. I'm incredibly proud of where I am today. I no longer have a 25 million pound recruitment business, but I've rediscovered who Chris really is and what more could be more valuable than that. So what a great post. (laughs) Um, Very simple, but 
I know it's a great in, insight to where you've been and where you're on, but tell us, Chris, a bit more about your journey that you've been on. Yeah, I mean, that post has got 20 million views now. I think it's had 10,000 comments, 265,000 likes. Um, and I was going to ask it, you about that a bit later yeah, on. Did that in itself blow you away? It did, and it was overwhelming. The response I, I got from it was just an outpouring of, of thank yous and inspiration and, you know, lots of different leads coming in it i mean I'll, I'll talk about it in a bit more detail but yeah, it's been overwhelming um mm -hmm. but it is it is it is it, what it does do that post it does kind of summarize my journey fairly well so yeah I'll, I'll go back to sort of when i first started my career actually but there's stuff before that that might be quite interesting as well but i'll start there anyway but i've got 25 years recruitment experience started out a business called the s3 group which is a big corporate recruiter um three or four thousand consultants worldwide I was a very shy, wet behind the ears, quite vulnerable young man then in my early 20s, I think it was. Um, but very quickly, I became the UK top bill and the worldwide top bill across the whole group. So the number one bill in the whole of the business, billing over a million quid wow. a year, million quid a year um, uh, built uh, teams, became a manager, director, team leader, and in five years made them 15 million quid and loved it and just knocked the doors off. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen the film Boardroom, but you, you walk into this one of these offices, there's loads of them. There's 20, you know, offices in 20 countries, but, you know, they've all got Ferraris and fast cars and wide ties. And I was just, I, for some reason, it, it kind of worked for me. But um, you perceived that that's the life and that's success. Yeah. Um, I left there, set up my own business in 2003, got that to 100 okay. people, 25 million pound turnover um three offices 14 industry awards i was southwest entrepreneur of the year we won three virgin fast 100 awards in a row which is very hard to do Absolutely. um uh, we're the second fastest growing recruitment company in the uk we won three three-star best company three-star awards in, in a row so that's all about how we engage with our people our customers and you know the, cult the culture we built was phenomenal and it was it was people still say to this day it was one of the best businesses of its time god knows where that business will be now it'd probably be haze or a read or it'll be you know huge business really really built um you know we it wasn't me it was us we we built that business mm. um in a great culture but um uh, i sold that through private equity but that transaction didn't go to plan okay. so i kind of lost all of it pretty much millions and millions so you know one, one day on this sort of ceo next day i'm watching judge judy it's it was a huge right sort so of wrecking moment. Sort of nothing in a in a moment of time yeah and it affected my mental health um i yeah. got divorced so i lost my wife i lost my i had houses that all went um i lost access, access to my children um and tried to commit suicide a couple of times mental health problems depression all sorts of stuff and um took some time out of the industry because i had to and then five years later it took me that long to kind of Put my head back by the power pit. I was, I went on onto LinkedIn, and one of my kind of, sort of colleagues on the ex sort of peers on there asked me to go on one of these webinars, and I could pick a subject of what, what I wanted. I chose vulnerability and leadership, and it went down really well. And that then pivoted me into what I'm doing now. So over the last three or four years, I've built, uh, a really something I'm really proud of a really great NED and coaching business. So I'm I'm now re re renowned and well referenced as a, as a you know the go-to NED and coaching recruitment so you know, I've got a number of clients of different sizes so I go into their businesses and and coach and teach them how to how to grow their business but not just operationally and figures and I can, we can do all that but it starts with mission vision values and 
I, I learned how to do it because I've done it, but also how not to do it as well. So kind of, mm. I think the soft skills like vulnerability, how you communicate, um, and having a purpose is, is really important. So um, I'm loving that. I'm a, I'm a podcast host, which has gone really, really well. I've had, I've had James Reed, the owner of Dre V on there, I've had professional footballs on there. The kind of like my social media has gone really well, and kind mm. of, and I think I'm proud of that because it's 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 I've utilised my story really to okay. sort of pivot myself, and um, yeah. So for me now, it's it's an exciting phase, and I feel I feel happier in myself now. I'm more content than when I had the houses, the washes, the cars, the offices, and the 25 million. Now because um, I feel like I'm on the planet and I've got a purpose and I'm having a, a, an actual impact. What wonderful, an incredible kind of an inspirational story. And again, so much that we could kind of focus on. And I, but I want to start really with that. How do you the picking yourself up? Because there'll, yeah. there'll be people listening to the podcast that are in that place that, you know, may not quite be as bleak as the point you got you to, but they're running a business. They're not happy. They're not happy with their life. They, you know, um, and, and we'll touch, maybe come back to the suicidal attempts and mm. those things and some specific advice. But if somebody's in that place right now, yeah, what's the one bit of advice that you would say from the journey that you want about how you turned it around and how you picked yourself up from that? Moment? Yeah, I, it wasn't like a, a one moment thing and it changed. I think, I think, I think yeah. it was probably um, a number of things, but probably having that time on my own really helped me so when i left the family home and uh had some time to actually reflect and stop and pause i didn't have all the trappings around me i didn't have i didn't have anything to go for nothing to strive mm. for so i kind of like kind of like laid bare so I, I guess what it that did it made me actually look at myself and look inward and be in tune with my feelings so what i'm trying to say is i think i think it's about slowing down to speed up so i i just i just took that time to to self-reflect do some personal development and just absorb content and podcasts and books and readings that would nourish me and benefit me. So I think it was just a lot of self-care, um, a lot of realization that actually I'm a really, really good guy because mm. even when I building that business, I got to 5 million, 10 million, 15, 20, 25 million. Every time I got there, it was like, okay, I, I never thought I was worthy enough, didn't have the self-esteem. So no matter what I did, it wouldn't satisfy so me. I was going to say, there's a question, obviously, an adage, you know, talk to our clients about it and from a coaching perspective is, you know, could, do you think you could never have answered that question when when's enough enough? No, it, there, there was no horizon. And, you know, I, I, I didn't get any kind of necessarily get any pleasure out of that. So now, mm. like, without being too kind of spiritual, you know, I get pleasure out of the trees. I live on the river. I've seen the water and stuff like that. And it's like, you know this kind of stuff gives me pleasure like having a chat to you and hopefully someone listening and so that kind of stuff is is far greater uh of benefit to me than than achieving a materialistic thing that said so i i went from this multi-millionaire to nothing then i started to resent money for quite a while and now i've got a different angle on it when i'm sort of coming back into the into, into the fall and i think that you've got to have a good relationship with money and mm. It doesn't have to be the be all and end all, but I think it's important to have that as well. So, so how would you yeah. define a good relationship with money then? Because that's I, an I interesting a, point. A, a respectful one. I, okay. didn't, I didn't respect money because I, I had plenty of it back then and I could get most things what I wanted. And I kind of like, I just, I, I, and I, I, I wasted it on stuff I shouldn't have wasted it on. So I think, I think it's uh, enjoying it, giving yourself a reward. Um, but also, you don't, you don't, I think when you get the money, it's, 
when I when I got the money, it's like, what can I spend it on? What can I spend it on? It's like you don't have to spend it straight away. So I think it's just it's treating it with it's the emotional relationship you, you have with it. And I, th- I think I think that's it sounds a bit odd, but I think that's important to sort of you know get fulfillment and pleasure out of what you do and then you get paid for that and then respecting that process as opposed to just doing it getting the money and then i can spend it on something yeah i suppose it's and i suppose it's we've all been there times in our lives i'm sure if you're building a business and you're successful and you, you can get into that trap isn't it things mean success Oh, all the time. I used to be like that. I used to be like, so when I get this or when I meet this person or when I do this, I'm going to feel this. And that's nonsense because often because it's mm. it just doesn't happen. So it's about again, it's 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 about actually living in the moment. And people that's a cheesy statement, but if you can go day to day and enjoy the process of of time, you're laughing. So interestingly now acting as an NED for some high growth businesses I assume mainly in the recruitment world yeah predominantly but actually the last year or two I've got you know got three or four that are outside recruitment so but predominantly yeah so when you're advising those clients and you know they will be hungry perhaps young hungry ambitious very driven how do you coach them to think about things differently because when you are in that mindset and you're that individual it's hard to perhaps listen to the advice yeah it is uh but i i i'm very open with it i i I tell them about my own experience and if if i'm asked if there's one thing i could do differently it would be work a bit smarter and utilize 10 or 15 percent of my time on other stuff what i mean by that is that i feel as if that if if you can spend a bit extra time or different time on your relationships or your fitness or your health you end up being more productive in work anyway so but what i did was i put 99.99% 99.99% of my effort energy into work you know I was a boring sod because you asked me you think oh, all I do is talk about work and eventually it led to burnout so um it's it's one of those first-hand experiences I can utilize and say actually you know why don't you focus on something for two hours and, and nail it and then go for a 15-minute walk around the block and come mm-hmm. back it's that kind of stuff and then and then you extenuate, extenuate that out so I think burnout is rife in recruitment and in sales and in 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 life in general and i think life doesn't have to be like that i think i think what i like about the pandemic i think it has changed some of the conformity the nine to five the work from home work from anywhere people are realizing that actually you know you can work a lot smarter these days and have a a balanced life yeah absolutely but but it's again it's about perspective isn't it we often again talk about um holistic success being that balance between personal and business success you know one of the things we talk about within our kind of groups in our community is right now would you how would you score your business out of 10 but how would you score your personal life totally 100 be, be the ceo of your business so you can see behind me there's this this sign actually and then there's six facets that i coach on when i do my sort of life coaching is business personal development health and fitness spirituality relationships and and, and wealth and i think it's I think I do get people to score that. And I think, if, for example, if you're having poor relationships outside of work, that's going to affect you inside of work. Mm. If you're not looking after your health. So it's 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 all, it's rather than just putting what people do, they put all their efforts into the business basket and they come home and they're, you know, they haven't yeah. really got relationships with their family or the children. Well, they're zombies, yeah. aren't they? Because you are, you are burnt out. You haven't got the time. You haven't got the energy. You haven't got the balance. You're not being present. Mm. You know, that's my biggest trap in life was never being present in the right moment, yeah. you know? Yeah, everyone's, I think everyone's been guilty of that at some point. So you also talk about um, sort of, you know, your podcast is called Purpose-Led Leadership. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? Because that term purpose is banded yeah. around quite a lot these yeah, days. So what does leadership with purpose really mean to you, Chris? Well, I think, I think because um, 
I didn't realize I didn't have a purpose until I didn't have a purpose. So you know, I kind of, I lost my business and I, I didn't even know why I was doing that business. Now I look back and I think it's probably to prove someone wrong. So as an example, my mum abandoned me when I was two years old and there's other stuff happened to me when I was a child. It felt, felt as if I, that in one, on one hand that gave me the drive, but I it was almost like I was, I was trying to prove her and other people wrong. That was, and that was kind of a wrong purpose. So I think, I think the businesses that I coach now, I walk in there and I, one of the first questions I ask is what is your vision, mission and values? And most of them don't have a vision or mission. So what I'm trying to say with that, a lot of the leaders that I coach, I don't even know why necessarily why they're doing what they're doing. And when you've got that, you know, you, you, you're motivated and you're driven and, and you're, and you're fulfilled when you haven't got that you're going through day to day and you're, and you're, you're, you're getting the money you're getting the accolades, but it doesn't mean anything. So purpose is about, for me, it's, 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 it's fundamental to, to, to health, to po- prosperity, to productivity, to fulfillment, to self-esteem, all that kind of stuff. Cause you feel like, Oh, actually I'm doing something that is meaningful. And I think all too often people don't have that. And that's why they, they, there's, divorces or the disillusionment or there's there's suicides or there's or there's resentment or there's negativity because they don't even know why they're why they're existing it's, uh, mm. you know and that's that's it's quite that's a pandemic in itself <laughs> it is and do you talk about purpose both from a personal and a business perspective or do you always look to see that they're one and the same well i think i think i think the whole work life balance thing is i think business and work and life I think it's all it is all one thing actually I do I do, I do think I do try to harmonize it I think five or ten years ago that wasn't the case but I, th- I think be the CEO of your life your business shouldn't be the number one thing that's gonna be your purpose it should be part of your purpose so for instance if you're building a, a business or a recruitment company or whatever it is you might want to be the best in your field and deliver excellent service but why why do you want to do that because you want to, and it's more often than not, because you want to have impact on other people's lives. Why do you want to have impact on other people's lives? Or you, you ask the question, so wh- why are you why are you building this business? Oh, because I want to, I want to be financially free. Why do you want to be financially free? Because I want to spend some time with my children. Uh, actually, so what? The, your purpose is to spend quality time with your children. It's not yeah. about the money. It's not about the, the awards or the size of the business. Is that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's great. And it's digging deep, isn't it? Yeah. And getting to the the kind of real nub of it what's interesting is clearly with that your kind of background and in and those early years of your life and it's really interesting isn't it? sometimes those that success that is driven by adversity or driven by pain 100 percent um and you see that in so many successful entrepreneurs and business owners but yeah. it's not a way to exist i agree and and now knowing what you know and the journey that you went through again if somebody's listening to this and they realize that they're in a business, it's being successful, but they are driven by some adversity in their life in the early years. Mm. What would you be advising them to do now to make, what changes would you they are advising them to make so they don't get to the burnout stage? They don't yeah. do that trap that think you talk, went on? Be open, be, be vulnerable. I think a great leader shows compassion and empathy um and is open not necessarily you know, bear your heart on your sleeve too much but i think be a human being so if you've got adver- i think adversity is good because it can drive you forward but it can also act as a bit of a cocoon for your emotions as well and people yeah. what ten people tend to do they tend to kind of cover their emotions or their pain by forcing themselves into work and ultimately then you hit a car crash so i, th- I, th- I think that on one hand 
embrace that adversity and use it to drive you. But my advice is I'd prefer you to take one step back, see a therapist, see a counselor, talk to your, talk, get it out of your systems. Then yeah. you see, then you can propel forward. Because I think if you don't, you can only take it so far anyway. You're, and it's a bit like what I did. That's exactly what I did. And I got it to that 25, 30 million quid and I just went and I crashed. And now that's all come out of me through various different means. I'm, I feel I'm, I'm ready to, I could do anything I want to do now because I'm not saying I'm completely cured, but I'm, you know, I'm the, the, not the poison, but the, the trauma is kind of like, I'm not afraid of it now. I'm, I'm, I'm embraced it and I'm ready to go. There's nothing holding, holding me back. So do you, but you, do you still think in any way, shape or form that adversity you've been through that is still in some way, shape or form a driver? 100%. When I, when I say that I'm, I'm never going to forget that, it's still going to be my fuel. If anything, it's made me what I am today, but I, I don't resent it now. I see it as a gift and it's, it's, it's a positive thing. Whereas before it's kind of like, it's almost like I'm going to do this because I've been, I've had, you know, it's an angry kind of which, drive. <laughs> which is what that LinkedIn post has had yeah. so many views is all about, isn't it? And, yeah. But also that being open, talking, seeking help isn't the typical alpha male kind of way of life is it and no i talk a lot about this kind of you know <laughs> the archetypal old school dictatorial leader who doesn't show any emotion it's, it's, it's yeah. you know i think going all the days where we've got an excuse around I, th I think the problem we've got society kind of puts women in a box and men, or has has done recently men in a box mm. but the best leaders are the ones that i mean we've all, we've all got met a male and female energy Men have female energy and women have masculine energy, all that kind of stuff. So if anything, it is, it's a strength to show compassion. And what I like about the, the advent of much more, much more social media and everything's accessible, I, th I think that the old school dictatorial of come in, run through a brick wall for me, mate, you know, work hard, play hard stuff. That's changing. People, people, people this generation, the millennials and this generation, but they don't want that. They're, they're, they're far too savvy for that. And they and actually, they're what's happening in the, the archetypal middle-aged white person or middle-aged people, um, they're either not capable of changing or don't know how to change. And actually, you've got people like Stephen Bartlett, young mid-20s people outperforming people yeah, with double his experience up. because he's got yeah. the now, so he's got the creativity and he's got the openness. So... You're also part of mental health in recruitment as an initiative, so which was launched in 2020. What role do you play in that? Yeah, I was there for a, a, a interim period. I, you know, I, I, I helped with sort of the, the founder to, to to promote it forward. But I'm a mental health first aider, mental health ambassador as yeah. well, and um, actively um, promote uh, mental health uh, in the in the workplace. And that initiative was just to encourage people to recognize that it's okay not to be okay it's okay mm. to talk about your mental health it's okay to have a breakdown we've we've all got mental health every single person in this world has some form of mental health good and bad and it can you know it can it can creep up on you so it's it's just trying to remove that stigma a little bit and especially in a hardcore sales kind of environment you know back back in the day up until recently if you ever dared to say actually i'm struggling you know you'd be almost frog marched out of the building whereas now it's different so i think it's just a catalyst to keep that going i think you know and do you really think you know that the border room sales kind of techniques in recruitment are dissipating and they are disappearing or do you still think that you know the old school is still out there i think i think 
it what worked then worked then what well, it doesn't work now so i was part i was part of that as in i was involved in that as in it it worked back then i think there are some firms that just still do it and they're not flourishing so but i, th I think i think you need an element of it no matter what because it's sales right but yeah I, I honestly yeah i mean i've been in the sector for 25 years now and it's it's probably changed more in the last two years than it has in the last 10. And where do you think it's going i think it's going to more trust and empowerment i think um i think kpis are there are some certain kpis and metrics that are still important but i feel the technology is playing a part in this as mm -hmm. well and i think i think i think where where companies go wrong they, they hire on skills and experience and they fight on behaviors and attitude but it should be look at their behaviors attitude character yeah. first well not first or as as important as the other stuff so it's becoming more the personable traits the, the softer skills and all that kind of stuff is becoming much more important yeah and does it fit the culture does it fit the vision are they going to be part of the team to yeah. take you to the next place yeah. and is there any given this new world i mean you've mentioned Stephen Bartlett, but given on the journey you've been on, is there any leaders out there or examples of great leadership that you admire and any case studies and any people that you think are doing it well? Stephen Bartlett is, is, is a good example of that. Um, I like, I, I like watching Dragon's Den. I think that program is, 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 is a good, is in, I compare that to the, the apprentice. Isn't that old school v new school? Though? Well, Isn't... I was going to say, well, then, then you compare that to the apprentice. I mean, I used to really enjoy the apprentice. I look at Alan Sugar now and I think it's such, with the greatest respect. He's, he's done bloody well, but his style is, is, is not conducive to how I would run my business where you're fired and it's all very kind of like it's all very dictatorial so i feel that that's that he isn't showing a good a good example i have to say um but i think people like simon senek jay shetty you know that they're they're influencers but that you know they're good people but i think that leaders leaders can come in many forms they don't have to be the ceo and i think most leaders are already being led or, or being suppressed by bad leaders actually yeah. so leadership can be how how kind you are or how generous you are or how how open you are or how vulnerable you are it doesn't have to be how successful you are what is success success doesn't have to be the size of your of your business it could be yeah. how happy you are yeah definitely and there's a thing isn't there? there's a book um turn the ship around by david marquette and he talks about not having followers in your organization you know yes. have leaders yes so, but, you know, it's, a leader's, it's a leader's responsibility to create more leaders yeah and if you can do that, you can thrive and succeed. But given where you are now, what's your ambitions for life right now? Then it's a really good question. Um, I think it's about impact and legacy. So what I want to do is is impact as many people as possible in a positive way. So I think I'm loving my NED and coaching business. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at getting sort of um, equity in some of those and buildings a wealth creation vehicle there in terms of having some wealth. But I think it's about continuing to grow, continue to pivot, continue to enhance my skill set around coaching leaders, coaching businesses. I love all that kind of stuff. So what I get my kick out of actually, if I can develop businesses to another stage, I think that's, that's really exciting to me. My children are really important to me. I see them every other weekend, every Wednesday, all, all, all the holiday or half the holidays. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big family man as well, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to impart my knowledge on people as much as I can, make them feel better and just just leave people better than what they were when I 
first moment. Fantastic. And how are you going to stop yourself? You know, you've got from sort of nearly, I'm going to, you know, believe your own hype. Because, you know, yeah. as we all grow business and that must have been part of the issue was that as you were growing that successful business, you were believing the hype and absolutely yeah, got, got trapped in that. And we've discussed that and gone that. But, you know, what checks and balances and then what methodologies, which, again, could be useful to somebody listening to yeah. this, yeah. will mean that you don't go to, into the trap of believing your own hype? I think it's I think it's self-care, self-love so you can care for others. I think it's I'll go back to a binary kind of on a day basis, I think it's starting the day right. So as an example, now uh, in my bedroom, I've got a whiteboard in my bedroom. It's got my values on there, like courage and discipline, and integrity, but it's also got affirmations in there, like respect myself, respect others, be kind. So straight away when I wake up, I'm absorbing the right stuff. So um, I'm not sort of wasting my time on, on, on poor content. I'm not going out and getting drunk every time, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, I'm just doing the right things from the outset. In the morning, I'm doing that. I walk, I walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror, I connect with myself, look in the eye, give myself a high five. If I start the day in the right way, do some breathing. And I feel that if someone's built a hundred million pound business, there's always someone that's built a 200. There's always someone that's done something bigger. Somebody that's can say something that's done something better than you. Yeah. And it goes, yeah. So it, I, I, I would say go back, it goes back to your why and your purpose. Why are you doing this? And if you don't know that, then you're in yeah. trouble. So that, that's how I check myself. So what I try to do is base my decisions on my values. So if, okay. and if those are your personal values, you've also yeah. defined your personal values. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I check myself, really. So and that's helped me sometimes. Whereas before, I, you know, I, 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 I was doing so well, I, I kind of made decisions and did, didn't necessarily care about the consequences because I thought I was a little bit untouchable. And that's that's yeah. a dangerous, dangerous, that's really dangerous. The way, I, the way I see it, I see it like an American football field. I think giving an analogy, you've got two end zones. You've got the end zone where it's really dark. You're in a really, really bad place. The other end zone is when you're absolutely flying. You don't want to be in either of them actually you want to try and be in the 50 or the 40 to 70 yard space where when it's going really well keep your head enjoy it hmm. but just say to yourself you know things can turn and when you're going really down it doesn't have to it's not permanent as well it's kind of just trying to keep in that balance it's really difficult though because i'm gonna it's an audio podcast people can't see but you know yeah. success and life and isn't a it's not a linear journey in any way shape or form is it no it's the ups and downs and it's how you manage yourself actually probably as much through those highs as it is through the lows isn't it i mean i think there's a saying is uh, yeah when you when you're in heaven that's when the devil gets you or something like that when you think yeah. you're in heaven it's like it's just one of them and, and that, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy what you do it's just no just 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 be calm it's just where you can lose your edge a little can't you this too shall pass is, is the saying it's like you know it, 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 things come and go we always end the podcast and you've really i think defined it just now but just as we start to wrap up the sort of couple of final quick more quick fire questions yeah. is um where's your happy place well i quite like living where i'm living i live i've got um i mean i used to have big big houses all this kind of stuff i've got a two-bedroom apartment on the river and i flipping love it it's got back it's got two balconies it's right so every morning i wake up and i see the river so that's like but i i love my walking i've got into my walking recently so i, I like to walk 10 12 kilometers most days around the harbour so getting out in the fresh air is, is is my happy place i play a bit of football quite like being on the football pitch and my kids really cool cool and what qualities do you most admire in your new self um i would say i think i, I think my i think my generosity and I mean that in terms of the time, you know, I, I, my, my empathy, I think as well. Um, I'm enjoying okay. that aspect of me and sort of not try not to judge too many people. 
And what hard thing are you not doing enough of right now? I would say probably public speaking, believe it or not. Podcasts I'm okay with and I'm podcast host, but standing for some reason, so standing up in front of a big stage, I need to do more of that out of my comfort zone a bit bit more. I'm I'm getting requests now, so I've got no choice. (laughs) Can I have to get on and do it? Yeah. Perfect. And the final question, being the Evolved to Succeed podcast, but as I said, I think you've answered this during the course of this half-hour conversation, is your personal definition of success. How would you succinctly put that? Um, enjoying the passage of time, enjoying the journey um, on a day-to-day basis. Brilliant, Chris. I've really enjoyed our conversation. There's so much content in that episode, in that conversation that I think would help others. Thank you for being so honest, you know, and being so transparent in your responses and your answers. I've loved having you as a guest on the podcast. If people want to know more about you and more about base mindset, where can they go? Um, LinkedIn's a good one. Um, it's Chris O'Connor. I've got the four-leaf clover after my sign. You can't really miss me. I'm on Insta as well, Facebook, but probably LinkedIn's the best. Perfect. Thank you for being a great guest. Thanks for being a great host. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.